Time now for the Longhorn Guys Sports Spectacular with Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, and Mike Kegley. Here we go. Mid-December is here. Larry Smith, Brent Sturdy, Mike Cagley, Tony Cadero producing for us, making sure we do things the right way. And uh, John Schubing, as always, making sure we sound good because uh, Lord knows we need it. Hey, we're counting down the days right now. Uh, getting ready for sugar. Guys, I don't know about you. You know, the, it's, it's been a week now, right? I mean, a couple of weeks. And so we kind of, you know, we, we've got the everything is set. But I'm still really excited about in terms of what this matchup could look like. Um, you know, I've always envision kind of a i don't know a college football playoff where you don't have two teams from one conference uh, the way we've had a few times and um i just love it i I think that you know one of course obviously the horns but i want to see them take on a washington team that i think is really good and and ran through one defeated a really good pac-12 conference this year yeah i think this is exciting i mean this is this is you know these are really good matchups um but if i'm a texas if I'm a Texas fan, I'm looking at the other side and going, I'm glad I'm not on the other side, right? I mean, I, I think Washington's really good, but let those guys beat each other up, and this is great for uh, for the, the rest of us. But, yeah, I, I, Texas has to feel really good about where they're at. I, the one question I have is, though, why is the Sugar Bowl at late and the Rose Bowl early when we know that it's like there's like three hours time difference on the East Coast and West Coast. Does that make sense to you guys? No. Why is one game starting at like 2 o'clock local time and the other game starting at like 8.45 local time? It does, doesn't make sense. But anyways, there's my rant. <laughs> I think it goes because they can do it. You know, it's a lot like it's a lot like that scene in Batman in 1989 when Robert Wool was talking to Kim Basinger in the armor room and she goes, why would somebody collect this? And he goes, because he can afford to. Right. You know, and and I think that's that's the TV networks. But I think this is you talk about appointment TV. What a day. Finally, January 1st, we're going to have some incredible bowls. It's been a while, it seems like. And this is going to be great. Yeah. And guys, I've already, I've already started stocking up for the 12 team playoff next year. So I'm already I'm already ready for whatever, whatever perishables, uh, non-perishables yeah. I can buy. Larry, Larry's got 14 different suits that he can wear, Brad, during the game. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> He's got extra ties, tie, and, and a tie vest, for every and, team. And vests yeah. in case he sweats too much. <laughs> hey, when, when Larry picked his college, you know, other people lay, lay hats out. Larry laid out ties for every school. <laughs> That's, there's almost some truth to that, but not really. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hey, let's uh, let's uh, talk more about this. Uh, happy to have our friend back with us again, Terry Middleton. Uh, he's with HornsIllustrated.com. Uh, always good to talk with you, Terry. Happy holidays. It's a really happy season right now. Obviously, um, we have not talked to you since the since the pairings were set up. Um, but it's it's I, I, my my thinking right now is down there in Austin that it's. Um, we're past the excitement, the euphoria of being one of the four teams picked, right? Uh, right. And get down to the nitty gritty of this and the seriousness of, hey, look, this is what you've been going for. You're two wins away from a national title. No, you're absolutely correct. This is, uh, you, it almost feels like a very professional, you know, Sarkeesian has talked about, he runs this team like an NFL team. Very much feels like that. The players are locked in. There's a, there's a different vibe. It really does feel like you're dealing with a very professional organization. The players they are locked in. They understand there's a bunch of players who really these next this next game and possibly the next two games are resume builders 
for them. They're going to be uh, looked at pretty carefully, and this gives them an opportunity to, uh, if they're going to go into the NFL, to build some serious uh, credibility with their uh, with their play. So this is uh, this is big time for all of them. And you know, Sarkeesian, he has he. There's a lot going on with uh, behind the scenes that nobody really talks about, but it's it's the you talked about this earlier about this is a great for this is just great for college football. It's amazing. Couldn't you couldn't pair it up any better. I, I'm gonna ask you. I gotta get I we haven't talked to you since pairing, so I gotta get your take. What Florida State in out? Should they be? How's that work? What are your thoughts? You know, I uh I am going to go the route of Deion Sanders because you know he's in that world, he understands it, he played for it, he's the coach, Colorado, and you know, um, God bless Florida State. I can't imagine being one of those guys that they did everything, right? Um, at the end of the day, I think the decision was made to pair the team. I mean, I, 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 I hate to say it was all about money because I don't think it is, uh, but there's a lot of cash going into these games. And so would there be the audience that would watch Florida? state um against you know uh michigan or something like that i don't know um i i feel terrible for him i'm glad texas got in um i certainly think that had texas not played the way they did in the big 12 championship uh, i don't think they would have gotten in i think that was an important game they had something to prove the way they they handled business there um so uh, i feel really bad but Again, I'm going to take what Deion Sanders says, uh, you know, because he has wisdom and he's in it and he understands the business of it. You know, looking at this Texas team, what is on the line for Quinn Ewers? I mean, you gotta, you've got to, let's say he goes out here and has an incredible two-game performance. What does that mean for him and what does that mean for the uh, Longhorn football program? Yeah, you know, that's a very interesting question. So one of the things I've noticed about Sarkeesian in his press conferences leading up to things, he almost tells you what's going to happen. You don't know until they happen. You can go back and listen to him. It's like, oh, wait a second. He made this little tiny reference. One of the things that he talks about all the time he's been doing it for three years is he's about putting his players in the best possible situation to succeed. And so Quinn, you know, Quinn, we asked Quinn flat out in, in player interviews, is this your last year? And he, he's, you know, he said, I'm not talking about that. And he didn't say he's coming back. And he says, I'm focused on the next game. So um, if, in fact, Quinn has a, a goal of getting to the NFL, then Sarkeesian's going to put him in the best spot to let him, give him the opportunity to go to prove himself that he's worthy of the NFL. Now, mind you, it's all about the team first. And he's crystal clear about that. Sarkeesian is crystal clear about that. But if if uh, Quinn Ewers goes out and has a blowout day and Texas wins, and then he does it again, I can't imagine him staying in, uh, for, in Texas. Uh, I mean, they're just, uh, he has not has to go, but it would be like the most, like, same thing they did with uh, Bijan Robinson. You know, leading up to that thing, I, we, you know, he's a runner and all of a sudden he started catching passes and then I didn't understand it until wait a second that's what the NFL was looking for an all-purpose uh back and so uh they're doing that same thing with Quinn so I see him if he has a great game 
you know, his, his ranking will go up. Hopefully it'll go up higher in the draft and, you know, this is his next job. And that's why he came to the university of Texas. So they can go to the NFL if that was their aspiration. So I think he's going. And then you asked about what does that mean for Texas? I don't know if you saw the game, but um, against our very last game against Texas tech third quarter. So, and this is Sarkeesian. He, you know, he's been thinking about being a coach at Texas for many, many years. And so he is, he is a gift giver to college football and to the university. He just, he pours his, uh, his heart into everything. And so as a gift, bringing out uh, Arch Manning in the fourth quarter, every, they gave him a standing ovation. They did it again in the big 12. It's almost like he was, and we'll see, we don't know yet until it's all said and done, but it's almost like Sarkeesian is given the gift that everyone's been asking for. You know, we want Arch, we want Arch, right? And so, um, so that was kind of cool. So I think Arch, now there's going to be a Malik Arch thing because I got to tell you, in every single press conference we've had with Coach Sarkeesian, he he always refers to them both in the same sentence, Malik and Arch, Malik and Arch. So if somebody asks a question about Malik, he always includes Arch and vice versa. So there'll be a, there'll be a, uh, a battle between those two. Well, I would think that, and by the way, talking to Terry Middleton, hornsillustrated.com, I would think that um, if you look, I mean, you know, Horns fans, obviously you don't want yours to leave until he just absolutely has to. And in the scenario you pointed to, it would make sense for him to leave, but you saw while he was out that you've got a really capable backup and Oh yeah, there's this Manning kid. That's also there on the sideline as well. So um, if there's any, team in the country um that could lose a quarterback and maybe still be okay quarterback to the nfl and still be okay it's probably texas yeah yeah i think you're probably right um you know also um a couple of weeks ago uh, coach sarkeesian was on like he goes to a local wings place and talks with craig way and they had colt mccoy on there and in the in the uh you know everyone was talking about Arch Manning transferring and stuff like that. That was the buzz. And I don't know where that came from. It was a slow news day or something. Well, he had Colt McCoy on there and he, Sarkeesian asked him directly, what was it like to redshirt behind Vince Young? And so he didn't have to answer. He let Colt McCoy answer it. And he said it was the best thing in the world. In fact, he did it the second year as well. So he said that was, that made out the, all the difference in the world to be able to develop and stay. So kind of shut everything up and it kind of gives you a window into what Sarkeesian's thinking about. Right. So it wouldn't be done. I, I, I could even see Malik coming playing next year and having, uh, you know, uh, Manning sit out for a while and play more, but not be the starter too. So, um, but they're both capable as we see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can, can you keep all three? Could they keep all three next year? I don't think so. Somebody, okay. yeah, I, don't, I can't imagine if Quinn stays, I can't imagine Arch leaving because that's not, but Malik hasn't, we, he hasn't said anything. He's quiet and everyone loves him. He loves playing there. His teammates love him. He's the first guy in and first guy out. So, you know, one of the things that um, as I researched Sarkeesian in his past, he has queued up quarterbacks. And so if they're not playing, that's okay. Cause he has a plan for them. And when they do play, it is their springboard into their future. Right. We've seen it over and over and over again. So um, he, he doesn't tell us what his plan is, but 
that's his MO from looking at history with, with Sarkeesian. Yeah, I can see the the whole country would be excited if Malik entered the transfer portal because he's one of those guys that could really provide a solution for a team like very few could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, uh, everyone was calling for Malik, too. I mean, when Arch came and knew he wasn't going to really play, and, you know, I think uh, first part of the season, you know, everyone's like, when's Malik going to play? And when's Malik going to play? So um, he is a late, and that guy can throw a laser like I've never seen. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, yeah, he would be great anywhere, except I think fans, if they were honest, we probably want him to stay around as well. <laughs> so he's fun to watch for sure. And he's, yeah, he's just a beast. He's, uh, he's amazing. Nothing wrong with being greedy. <laughs> right, right, I know, right? Yeah. Hey, Terry, we appreciate the insights. Um, if we don't cross paths uh, before the trip, have a great holiday and uh, have a fun trip. We'll talk to you here down the line. Gentlemen, it was great talking to you as always. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good to see you. Yep. Washington, Bye. Texas is coming up here in the Sugar Bowl, one of the one half of the CFP. And uh, the winners of those two games will play then the week later on the 8th um for the national championship and again the horns are right there in the mix uh stay with us right here we've got more to come by the way that's terry middleton uh, check him out hornsillustrated.com uh let's make sure you get that in don't make me come slap all right more to come after this. hey airline travelers let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation what do you do well skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it whether you want to cancel it change your dates or add passengers we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need we've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe so now you can make one phone call regardless of who booked your airline tickets and we'll change it cancel it and fix it for you we know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 800-413-7158. 800-413-7158. That's 800-413-7158. Fans of big sports radio and sports spectacular podcasts have a new home on the chief sports network find your favorite programs and content all in one place by downloading the chief sports app in your mobile device created in south carolina the chief sports network is the home of an expanding network of live and podcast format programming it is also the home of one of the leading national college football podcasts, J.C. and Morgan, hosted by ESPN's Mike Morgan and 24-7 Sports' J.C. Sherbert. Download the Chief Sports app for free and find all of your favorite programming under one easy umbrella. Thanks to all of our markets for your loyal support of Big Sports Radio and our Sports Spectacular podcast, and we look forward to connecting with you anywhere in the world on the Chief Sports app. Welcome back to the Sports Spectacular. We're going to go back and continue our talk with Danny Sheridan, the ultimate sports guru. Danny has been following college football for 
longer than either of us care to mention. And uh, he has the insiders, great friends with a lot of the guys inside college football, so he knows what's going on. We're going to dive into some of the coaching news that's been happening. And Danny, I want to start with Texas A&M. We talked to you about a month ago, and the idea was when we mentioned Texas A&M, you said, there's no way. How can they do it with this buyout? It, you know, it's 78 million and, and have it happen. And he's done a good job. What can you, what else can you expect of somebody at Texas A&M? And lo and behold, about two weeks later, they fired uh, Jimbo Fisher, brought in Mike Elko. What happened at Texas A&M to make that happen? Well, first of all, my second losing weekend against the point spread occurred on your last show. So thank God I don't have any games to pick today. I'm real, I'm real superstitious <laughs> on that. I had a really good lucky year. But the answer to your question was I called some people that that know. And this is after probably a week after your show, Tony. And they told me, and I was like shocked. And first of all, I can't imagine that kind of money. But they basically said, we're tired. I made the comment. I said, you know, Jimbo's a good coach unbelievable recruiter hell he beat alabama upset him the first guy to do that two years ago the year next year he's a 23 point underdog lost to alabama on the last play of the game almost beat him this year alabama's the gold standard georgia and alabama the gold standards more so alabama so why would you ever think about firing him and he's really right to the point money he told me money does not matter okay tell me why you think about firing him because we're tired of losing four to five games a year and we're going to pull the trigger in about a week because we don't want to lose because we think he's going to lose to LSU. And I think they beat somebody in New Mexico, somebody, you know, at home, but we, but we want to, we don't want to put a situation and this is, well, I'll tell you, he told me whether right or wrong, if he should upset LSU, we don't want to have to keep him. And that's why they made the decision. We want to get rid of him now because we're tired of losing four or five games we're not going to throw any benefits for him because he's going to get about 70 million over so many years. And that's what happened. It does it make sense. Well, I guess if your big thing in life is you don't want to lose four or five games and you have a crystal ball and know that he's going to lose four or five games throughout his career, I guess it's a good move. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have fired him. I'd give him another year. Well, Danny, I, I had an interesting thought on that because you know, if you're going to fire a guy who's got a national title and maybe I'm just going to use a name, but, you know, bring in an Urban Meyer who's won multiple national titles. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I'm not saying that Mike Elko is not an, a fine football coach because he, he can win at Duke, which is, you know, a testament to his competence. Right. But I'm not certain that I buy into the fact that, you know, you really improved things. You get a guy who hasn't ever really played at that level and now you expect him to tangle with Kirby Smart and Nick Saban and come out on top all the time that well, that seems a little crazy well I would say this Mike he tangled with uh Clemson and Florida State and Miami who are improving teams I could argue maybe Georgia Tech and maybe it's a step up but he's a damn good coach but back to what you said I would never hire Meyer he's got so much baggage and right that's another story. I'd spend 20 minutes on him, but I would never <laughs> consider someone like that. And he couldn't win anywhere unless he inherited a good team, which is what he's always done in his four jobs and improve that team and inherited a great team. Um, Elko's a good hire. And again, if your mentality is, Hey, I'm a billionaire and I'm tired of getting my beat four or five times a year. We want to be 12 and Oh, 11 and one, no worse than 10 and two. So we're going to pull the trigger. I said, well, how do you know that's not going to happen? 
well, we just, it hadn't happened so far. I said, but there are a lot of great recruits in place and you have, you have a unlimited, you have an unlimited budget, which I might add, you'll exceed in this portal and you can buy players and he's a good, co- we've had enough. Okay. Hey, Hey, the good, like he said, you don't have to, don't feel sorry for Jimbo. You're not going to have to, th- I personally think he's a good guy and a good coach, but like the guy said, don't feel sorry for him. We're not going to have to throw any benefits. We're going to throw about <laughs> 70 something million dollars. I wish somebody had fired me for that. I wish Tony had fired me and paid me maybe 1 million. I'd have been happy. Well, Jimbo, yeah, but- I reached, I reached out to him, but he was not willing to adopt me. So I, I tried. I well, good try. It's worth a try. Where's he could tell you is no. You want to talk about Harbaugh or am I ahead of myself? Yeah, let's let's dive into Jim Harbaugh a little bit. You know, there's been rumors about him getting an extension at Michigan. There's thoughts he might leave for the pros. You know, he's, he was suspended for half the Michigan season this year for a couple of different reasons. You know, the latest being the, you know, the sign stealing scandal. Is Jim Harbaugh going to remain a college football coach or is his next move the NFL? Well, first of all, let me go back. They would give him an extension in a New York heartbeat. He's a very good recruiter. He's really elevated the program. I said, I think I tweeted in August, Tony, he's definitely gone. If, big if, not a hedge, but an if, if he gets a pro job. Why? Because, number one, this is best team. I don't care if he wins the national championship or if he loses the first round. He's history if he gets a pro offer. And you could say, well, he's tired of the NCAA. Well, sure he is. But that's not the reason. He wants to coach in the pro. And the main reason, I can't tell you my sources, the main reason is, look at his team. This is a hell of a football team. A lot of all pro, a lot of potential pro athletes. Next year, it's a rebuilding year. And he's not going to want, he's not going to, he's leaving when the, he's leaving the cupboard bare. It's not his fault. And he's got a good assistant, several good assistants. They might take over, but hell, I wouldn't want to take over because now Ohio State's going to kick your ass unless you have some unbelievable recruiting in the portal. But that's the main reason. Two reasons. Most importantly, he's not going to suffer losing Ohio State. He's quitting at a great time and he wants to coach in the pros. And again, look at the schedule. I think, I don't know the starting 22, but hell, I bet most of them are seniors. And that if they're not seniors and they're juniors, they're going to turn pro. And I don't fault him for that. They hired him to build a program, took a little bit longer than they like. He's now, they now have a better program than Ohio State, but that's going to change next year, whether he's a coach or not. His agent has been putting out feelers to pro teams. And remember, he didn't contact the pro teams. You know how that goes. I never spoke to Tony. Oh, really? Just my agent. Anyway, they've been putting out feelers and he's got, you know, two or three pro teams in mind. And if they offer him a job, He's going to leave like you and I would leave if we hit the billion-dollar lottery. You know, when that happens, do they? does Michigan do what Michigan does, try to go internally? Or, you know, I mean, I would think they could get the pick of the litter across the country. What What do you think they would do if you That's were in That's a great the- question. Harbaugh would want them to – I can't think sure. – I can't think of the gentleman's name, the offensive or defensive coordinator that coached the last three games – He's very articulate. He's a very good recruiter. He would probably get, I would think he would get the job, but yeah, you're going to have a faction that says, Hey, he's great. Let's bring in another coach. And then you get in the situation where we bring another coach. He may fire all the assistants. It's not going to be pretty. I would think the simplest, easiest transition would be to elevate the gentleman who is the head coach, uh, against Ohio State did a nice job did a nice job it's not fun you'd need to have your head coach there and again he's a very good recruiter a very good coach 
give him a nice five-year salary. And if they get mad with him and he doesn't win, and I don't say Bear Bryant and Newt Rockney couldn't win next year if they're losing everybody, I think they're losing. And then if they decide to get rid of him, hell, he's, you know, he's got, he hadn't got Jimbo Fisher money, but he's in good shape. And he may fool everybody wrong and get the transfer portal like Michigan State did a few years ago to beat Michigan and get that great running back, which got that coach a $90 million Got a $90 million contract and he got fired for something else, but that's another story. He's gone, trust me. Not, not even remotely close. Doesn't matter what the pros offer him. If he gets offered the job by the Raiders or hell, you know the teams are two or three out there. I can't think of. Yeah, we keep thinking the Chicago Bears with the yep, fact they've got the, one. the first pick and they might even have his, you know, the fifth or sixth pick to to party, you know, put together. And of course, he's a former quarterback up there. No, they will, and, and I would think he would be a natural fit. Fit, And if I'm Jim Harbaugh, you don't have to be smart. I, just what you just said, my God, I get two first-round picks in the top six, seven, or eight, ten. I mean, that's wonderful. And it's not like Chicago's got this terrible team. They have some really talented players. They're just not as good as they should be. And, yeah, he, if he stays, I mean, you talk about a major upset. If The only way he stays is if, for whatever reason, if the Bears, the Raiders, and there's one more team, Mike, I can't remember that his agent contacted, but if they say, no, we're not interested, yeah, then, okay, then he'll stay. Begrudgingly, we'll stay. Yeah. Danny, last question before we let you go. Were you shocked that Chip Kelly was retained at UCLA? No. I think he's done, you know, he hasn't done well there, but got a good young quarterback. And uh, no, I'm not shocked about that at all. It didn't surprise me. And you can always fire him next year if you decide. And before I forget, handicapping these games, Tony, the opt op out where they op out, it's just brutal. Like here, I thought Ohio State going to make their plan. I forget who the hell they're playing, but I can't remember. But all of a sudden, Ohio State, you know, the quarterback is gone last year. Which, which helped me as a handicapper, I was going to pick Kansas State because I was sure Bryce Young and Will Anderson, they're going to leave. Number one draft choice, number three, they stayed. Well, that told me they're going to beat the hell out of Kansas State. And But this is just – this opt-out ought to be against the rules. But then again, the NCAA has caused all these problems by not dealing with the NIL, and that's why they get sued and they wouldn't step in. But opt-out is really a problem, not just for me. Forget me. It's a problem for the fans, the alumni, the coaches, the schools, and it's not right. You get a scholarship, and you're going to opt out for one game. Well, they're they're Ohio State's playing Missouri down here in Dallas right. in the Cotton Bowl, and it really almost comes to the point where you have to be uh, an Ohio State practically a booster with all the guys who are transferring and then going to the to the pros. It's almost like a JV game to see the next year's team, how they're going to look. Maybe no, it's, not, it's not fair. And like Florida state, they're playing uh, uh, Georgia. And the question is a handicapper. If I'm Florida state, I'm going to play my butt off and I'm going to show the committee. But if I'm yeah. Georgia, I might, you could do the other side. Hey, I'm pissed off that I'm number five. I want to show them they made a mistake, but I personally think the edge goes to Florida state, the emotional edge. And back to what you said, it's just, I mean, it's not fair. I'd say you, you have to pay your scholarship back if you opt out. That's what I do for starters. I'm sure somebody would let them sue you. By the time the suit comes to K, they'll still have to pay you, pay you with interest. No jury would die. That's a fair thing. You have no right. I mean, excuse me. You certainly have a right. It's America, but it's just not morally right. And I wish it were legally right. Nothing against the players. It's just not fair. I mean, these schools spend a ton of money. Now there's NIL, all the money you make, and you could go on and on. Not, forget the scholarship. Scholarship's a drop in the bucket compared to this NIL money. 
I wish they only had NIL money when I was on CNN for people on <laughs> CNN that are lucky handicappers. I give it all to Nick Charles. Yeah. <laughs> or Bill, Fred Hickman. Bill McFell would have paid you handsomely for that. Danny has always loved the conversation, loved the insight, loved the talk. Wish you and your family a happy Hanukkah. Happy, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holidays. Have a wonderful new year. We will definitely be in touch. Uh, when the calendar turns to 2024. All right. Same with you and Mike and uh, Larry. Missed him and uh, look forward to the next year. And it's really going to be interesting. I can't wait till they decide. Maybe they already have this 12-team playoff, but I have other things to worry about. Take care. Be well. Have Merry Christmas to both, all three of you. Thanks, Danny. Take care, Danny. Appreciate it. There's more coming on the show. We will be back right after a brief timeout. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News & World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053. 800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-816-4492. 800-816-4492. That's 800-816-4492. You're listening to the Longhorn Guys Radio Network. Welcome back. We want to say thanks for all of the comments after we aired part one of our Eric Kramer interview last week. We really feel his message is an important one, and your response proved that to be true. We want to emphasize that help is available for anyone having a mental health crisis or is considering suicide. That 24-hour hotline is 988. Please give them a call and get help from a professional. Eric didn't have that number back in 2015. A series of crushing life events has sent this former 10-year NFL quarterback who had accomplished so much to the brink. Eric wrote out several goodbyes on that night, put a loaded gun under his chin, and pulled the trigger. He stands today as literally a one in a million as he survived that suicide attempt. After several surgeries and therapy, he has written a book, The Ultimate Comeback, Surviving a Suicide Attempt, Conquering Depression, and Living with a Purpose. And you can find that on Amazon. Eric and I first met at a Super Bowl party in Houston back in 2004 when I was a sports anchor for CNN, and we kept in touch for several years. And while it's you know, been cool to reunite with him, the greater joy, honestly, is to be able to share his story with others. You may know someone who needs to hear this, and we hope this can help someone pull themselves out of a dark place or keep them from falling there in the first place. As we continue with the conversation, Eric is explaining his confusion a couple of weeks after the incident 
as friends and family attempt to explain why he is in a brain trauma facility in Southern California. Here is the second part of my conversation with former Bears and Lions QB, Eric Kramer. Like, I would literally say, what am I doing here? Wow. And like, is literally, and Anna, this is someone who I went to high school with. She was doing a lot of the looking in after me. Okay. And, and uh, I would be telling her, why am I here? She's like, well, hasn't the doctor told you you've had a brain injury? Uh, no, didn't at all. So she literally like came down one day, had the oversight doctor literally in the room with me uh-huh. and wanted the wanted she wanted to hear him say that I'm here because I have a brain injury okay. and me be in the room, too. OK, OK. Yeah. Yeah. But yet still, even after that. I did not know why I was there. That's how your brain just like it went through a big deal that day or that night. And so it takes years to come back from that. Uh, well, hold on there. And, and I'm sure to your point, uh, so much of this, um, again, usually when this happens, you don't come on the other side to talk about it. You don't know the brain. I mean, how would you know? How would any of us know? Right. Um, it, it's incredible. Well, I, I want to get to the book. At what point did you decide, um, as you and I have talked before we began this, that I first saw a story. Uh, there were other stories written that I had not seen. Um, yeah. I just happened to see an article September of 2022, and that began me reaching out to you, um, you know, on social media. And, and you know, we had had each other's cell phone numbers, had, had lost them over time. Um, at what point did you decide to write the book and, and talk about that process in terms of um, the purpose of trying to get your story out there? It really wasn't me that decided it. Um, the, uh, so a uh, friend of mine from the Lions who was, he just retired last year named Bill Keenis. Bill Keenis was a longtime media relations director for the Lions, even when I was there. He had come on maybe three or four years before I got there. And so Bill had reached out to uh, his friend, um, uh, Dan Wetzel with Yahoo Sports. And so Dan Wetzel writes an article, a very generic one, but he mentioned Anna in there. Anna has some quotes and whatever. So a writer named Bill Croyle gets a hold of Anna and says, hey, do you think Eric would even think about collaborating on a book together? And Anna, you know, tells me about it. And she's like, he was very nice, very, you know, no pushy in any way. And it literally took me a while to call him because I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. And just the idea of doing this, I don't, you know, I was, uh, I don't know. I, it was more than I had ever, it, it's something I never even thought about doing. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, we started talking over the phone. He doesn't live here. He lives back on the in the eastern time zone, back in kind of in Kentucky, but across the river from Cincinnati, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, in any event, um, so we started talking and eventually decided, OK, I think we could do this. And uh, and so that's kind of how it came about. And then it kind of took on a life of its own. Yeah. And um 
and I've had I've had friends now uh, call me up and say that have known me for years, like 30, 40 years that we've communicated with. And I've told him stuff about me and his life to, you know, vice versa. He's like, I didn't know half the stuff I was reading yeah. and in a good way. And uh, and so it's just uh, it's it, it's really had a good response in terms of it's got a little bit of something for everybody in there. There's yeah. some football stuff. There's the relationship I had growing up with my parents. A little bit of that. There's some Dylan Griffin, who obviously um, had his struggles in life. And but it's also got the adult version of all that, too. And, um, you know, as everybody's life kind of takes place over time, so too did mine and hence. And uh, so it's just, um, um, I think it, it's a good life book mm-hmm. that when you read it, there's a lot of stuff in there that's probably applicable to most people's lives, yeah. I would say. Yeah. So I, uh, go ahead. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm done. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say that I think that's, um, again, with me, the, the quick skim and, and the things I've kind of read and, and again, learning a little bit about what happened to you before. Um, that was what I, I took away is that this is um, there's, you know, there's there's a carrot there for football fans. Um, yeah. But I think there's so much more. And to your point, so I think that's the thing. And and we're close in age. You're a few years ahead of me, but we're mm-hmm. we're fairly close. And I think that the older you get. Um, it's like the, the church hymn. We understand it by, and you know, understand it by and by. Right. You know? Um, and I, I think that's what I took from this is in terms of, um, there's something here that I think you're going to be as busy as you want to be, uh, with interview requests, with book signings, with speeches, because I think there's something here because you do have, um, a perspective that literally very few people here on this earth have. And, mm-hmm. and, and you have a very eloquent way of being honest about that and saying, you know, you're not, you know, pointing fingers saying, Hey, listen, this is what really happened. Um, how has this been for you in terms of the, the therapy? I mean, I want to ask about physical therapy too, but emotional therapy, spiritual therapy, yeah. how has this process, um, allowed you to evolve? It's a great question. I think it's really helped, um, because it's, it's helped, it's allowed me really to go back and talk through and and get things down that uh give some shape and some some um structure and some sense to life and my life and those around me and you know we've all got one and and so you know a lot of people would think wow here you've gone from uh high school to college to pro how could you be depressed well read this book that's how and (laughs) and um but yet there's also uh you know people that know people that are close to them that have anxiety or panic attacks or depression and don't know what to do or say Mm -hmm. well there's stuff in there too and uh, i'll bet you i'm i'm probably not the only person who's had um kind of growing up issues with their parents yeah i, I pretty much guarantee that one yeah. yeah and yet there's a there's a way there's a, a a different perspective i have later in life than i had when i was 16 17 yeah and um and so you know i think um and there's there's real people 
you know, in this book and real things that do happen to those real people, me included. Yeah. And um, so I, I, I think, like I said, I think there's some, uh, there's a fair amount of, of humor in it. Uh, it's not um, terribly dark and depressing. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's sort of, as they say in life, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. It is, but you're exactly right. Um, we all have stuff. I don't care who you are, what you do, what color you are, where you live, how much money you got. Mm-hmm. We all have stuff. Uh, it doesn't right. matter what your situation is. And I think you, you, you put that in a, in a very positive way. Um, physical therapy. I look at you and if I didn't know your story, I wouldn't think that anything had had happened. How long did that process take? Because I know there was some reconstructive stuff yeah. that you had to do. Yeah. Uh, the doctors were fantastic. You're just as handsome now as you were 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything you see here, I, I wasn't necessarily born with. So, okay. Um, okay. but like I, I had, uh, you know, if you just get football wise, I had to retire because of a couple neck injuries. Sure. And one I had ended up having surgery for, which basically ended it. And but I've had now two hips replaced, a knee replaced, and um, and all various other. I probably had 16, 17 surgeries, and that's not counting whatever resulted from my suicide attempt. Yeah. And so uh, you know, this what you see here, like this this part of my skull is not mine. Um uh, and the upper part, yeah. The upper part, correct. And so I'm I can't tell you how thankful I am to these ridiculous genius doctors. I mean, crazy. So you talk about not supposed to be here. Anna took me to a doctor's appointment one time that the the, the surgeon, that surgeon was there that night. And sitting the night, in, when, you, the night when you came in. Yes. First, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm. Now this is several months later. Sure. And I'm sitting in his patient room. Right. Anna's in there with me, and he's leaning up against the wall, and he's asking me questions. And I'm. He's over here, and I'm talking this way. And I look up, and it's like his jaws on the ground. I'm like, did I say something right? He uh, wrong. He says, Oh no no no. I'm sorry. He goes, it's just that uh, people that were in your condition aren't usually here telling me about it later. And I guess my like that night, my brain swelled up and they had to close me up uh, and not complete the surgery that night. Wow. Okay. so. uh, so yeah, you're you're right. There are plenty of people that you're going to have this interview with. So I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, very happy to be here. Yeah, and very happy to be telling this story. And I do think that there's a lot of um, a lot of people I think that are going to you know identify with this because this is not some you know my life is so great you know you couldn't possibly attain this. It's right. not that at all. It is I'm as every guy. Yeah. And and so I'm a you know family person grew up here locally and uh, so it, there's not a lot of I guess not, there's not a lot of fluff to it I should say yeah, yeah. no I I didn't think that at all it's a very fast read uh, I would suggest anybody who who gets it just sit down with a with a good cup of coffee beverage and before you know it um, you'll be through it I, I do you've given us a lot of time and I appreciate that I do want to get one more question out of the way 
what's what's next for for Eric Kramer? I'm glad you asked that. So I've got a couple projects I'm working on. Um, one is a mental health program for kids and families. That okay. uh, so I'll quickly say this. So at it's going to start out as an after-school program for fourth and fifth graders, and then for sixth graders, and two different ones a middle school after-school program, one's an elementary one. And picture at that age, so you're 10, 11, 12, and mostly in life, okay, most of life has been good for you up until this point. And so we want to help you as a 10th, 11th, 10, 11, 12-year-old, I help you identify what it is in people, characteristics, I mean, that you would like to be yourself, that you would like to have as a part of you. Okay. Meaning, on the positive side, you know, you want to be what a good friend would be, meaning you want to have your friends back or you'd want to step in. You'd want to be a good listener, an active listener, an empathetic one. Mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't want to isolate somebody away from your friends, right? So you're going to want to do things that... So the idea is that um, you you want to learn how to act those out. Mm -hmm. When the you know you want to we, we'll create scenes that where that does happen, right. okay. And uh, then we want to help you create. How do you approach somebody like that to let them know I'm building a home team of people just like you that in my life I can go to when things are good and when things might not be so good, right. And these people could be a parent, a teacher, a coach, um, someone slightly older than yourself. Um, and, uh, you know, the idea of mentors, of someone slightly older, the feeling that gives them to be looked up to mm -hmm. and, and to give them somebody to be responsible for. Mm -hmm. And the idea that you could, over time, build that into you know, through the schools, uh, you know, because we'll get into the schools too. Mm -hmm. And over time, by the time you start out at 10, by the time you graduate high school, you've been doing this now for eight years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so a good chunk of your life has been dedicated to when you've got issues, good or bad, you've got a group that you can go to. Actually, you'll have a group that will reach out to you too. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, and parents have their own way of getting involved um, and setting goals for themselves, as do your siblings. And so, it's a really good program. So that's one thing. And then another is a passing camp. Um, we're going to start out as just passing in the beginning, um, but I've talked to some fellow former players like me. They don't have to be pros could be college but they have they it, a good thing is for them to be passionate about teaching what they know okay and and so we'll have a sponsored camp that will make a video series and then that video series will be the basis of some mini camps for high school coaches and players actually the ones that are on their own teams okay and so by the time they get around to having that uh mini camp on the website will already be all this video 
Okay. And it'll, the playbook will be on there. There's a 3D playbook we'll have. So it, it's going to be a really good experience for the people who not only participate in it to be in that video series part, but also who ends up coming to these mini camps. So it's a uh, very, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm kind of in the stages these last three or four years of kind of putting all this together. And we're kind of right on the cusp from making, turning both of these things into a reality. I, I can tell how important this is to you. Your face lights up when when you're talking about this. Not that it doesn't otherwise, but even more so. Um, once again, the book is called The Ultimate Comeback, Surviving a Suicide Attempt, Conquering Depression, and Living with a Purpose. Um, Eric, tell people where where they can go get this book. Thank you. It's, you can find it on Amazon. And uh, it's, um, yeah, it, that's the, it, it came out, like you said, earlier in November. And um, uh, it's it's going really well so far. Thank Good. you. Good. Well, um, hopefully more people hear this. We will do our part to get the word out to as many people as possible because I get, again, we all have stuff and uh, we all need to hear uh, from someone who has conquered that, as you say, and it's a very fast read. Eric, um, time has gone by way too fast. I could talk to you for hours, but I don't want to keep you. Um, I, I hope we can keep in touch and uh, we wish you the very best. Anything we can do on our end to help you with this, uh, you know, I'm just a phone call away. I really appreciate that. This has been great so far. And Larry, I really appreciate the time and attention you've given this this book in particular and getting back in touch has been awesome. So thank you. Yeah. 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 I've enjoyed it. And uh, we're we we will we will renew our our connection via text message, whatever, and and maybe a golf or lunch is down the future. Eric, thanks so much. Very good. I love it. Thanks, Larry. Take care. Thank you. Eric Kramer, once again, he's the former NFL quarterback, 10 years in the NFL, but again, more importantly, the legacy he is. Um, leaving and about to leave um, far exceeds anything that he did on the football field. The Ultimate Comeback, Surviving a Suicide Attempt, Conquering Depression, and Living with a Purpose. It's a book that's out right now. You can find it on Amazon. And for everyone listening to this, we certainly appreciate your time. Stay with us. We'll continue after a timeout. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. Worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-373-8414. 800-373-8414. That's 800-373-8414. One more NFL uh, thing from last week, Brad. Your 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 Raiders. You've been mumbling numbers here since we sat down to start doing this. Yeah, the the lowest scoring game in indoor football history in the NFL, three to zero. The Raiders lose to the Vikings on a last second field goal. Now, the other games, when you look at old games, were three and zero. It was like 
they didn't even throw the ball forward. They, was, they didn't even have a forward pass. And it was usually in like inclement weather. This is indoors in a dome and you don't score against the Vikings. We're fine, but oh my gosh, it's just terrible. Lowest tied for the lowest scoring game in NFL history at three to nothing. And uh, yeah, so th- there you go. It's, I mean, I don't even want Mike, don't even say anything. I, I feel compelled to say something. Um, the interesting I'm thing sure was, you, do. <laughs> I, I, you know, the, the interesting thing was, is, is, you know, you have had a game end up zero to zero. Of course, that was November 7th, 1943. So they avoided that. But, you know, what I have to say, I mean, look, if you're the Los, Los Angeles or excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders defensive coordinator, there's just some games when you can't allow a field goal. <laughs> Just got to do a better job. A single field goal. You just have to play better. You know, we start talking about this. I thought about, like, didn't the Chicago Cardinals play in the old Chicago Stadium like 100 years ago? Like, they actually, at one point, did have some pro football games, like, in a basketball hockey arena, I think. Yeah. I, could have well, I don't know, but they they obviously scored more than three points <laughs> combined in those games. Pretty bad. It's all right. Uh, well, college football now done on Saturday. So the NFL takes over the rest of the way. Um, big game on Saturday in, in the pros. Kind of fun. We've got some teams, you know, several teams still in the mix and need to get some wins and to try to make a move and get in the postseason. Yeah, there are some good games. I mean, I mean this is we're, we're in crunch time now. And, and the weird part about it is usually it's like, uh, you know, like teams, some teams have separated. When you look at this NFL playoff picture, there's like, Almost every team is still alive, except obviously Carolina. But the rest of them are, are almost in the in the hunt. They've got like five wins or four wins. Like, well, if you win out, you got a chance. And so, you know, I guess it keeps fans interest uh, as we go down here. But I, so one game. Let's talk. Let's pick one game. And um, how about Minnesota at Cincinnati? I'm going to go with the Bengals. They got the hot QB, and and it's I can't think Minnesota if they only score three points, they're probably losing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Minnesota's separating like when the meringue gets all separated and the juice comes out of it. I think that's what's happening to uh Minnesota, you know, we, to put put it into a pie analogy. Um but I do think that Cincinnati is the favorite here um because Minnesota could only score 3 against the Raiders. Good lord, <laughs> that's all you can do against the Raiders. You're not going to win next week. Mike, it, Mike, it is amazing how Mike can turn anything into a food analogy, isn't it? It is just. It is. I've never. Or, or he can slam my Raiders when his Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl in about as long. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah, 1983 versus 1995. And Both how, are a long time ago. How about the Bengals, the hot quarterback, and his name isn't Joe Burrow? I mean, how about that? Oh, Jake Browning. How about that dude? Yeah. By the way, very so, cool. That that, we have, that Burrow gave Browning his suite. So last yeah, game, that was awesome. But that was really cool. That was classic. Is is there like a quarterback controversy in Cincinnati, or or is he going to become the next like Jimmy Garoppolo, where they trade him and he you know goes on? He played well for I don't know fifty million does, reasons. There's no co- quarterback controversy in in Cincy. Well, I, I know. Does his mom make his favorite meal for him before the game? Well, but here's the thing: aren't there some teams that could use Jake Browning right now? Seriously, Absolutely. the Vikings I mean, are one on. of them. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, how about the Broncos and Lions? I mean, the Lions, we know. By the way, they did lose the Bears, though. That's got to really sting and cause a, a limp all week um, up in Detroit. But the Broncos, weren't they 0-3 and getting, like, setting records for how bad they were? Like, gave up, like, 70 points to Miami in week two or something? But but they've, they've righted the ship. 
They have. And, and you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, this uh, Peyton guy can coach a little bit. Um, I think he might be okay. And so, uh, you know, they won what? Seven of eight, something like that. Yeah. Um, six of seven, whatever it is, six of seven. They're right in the playoff hunt now. And now they've got a game against, you know, this is a game against the Detroit team that started out so hot and it's now kind of struggling. And they got New England and they got the Chargers without Justin Herbert. And then they go to Las Vegas and Las Vegas doesn't score. So um, they they have a great chance to run the table. Yeah, I, I actually feel like this, this Denver team has turned things around 100%. I'm not certain... I've ever been so wrong about a coach. I thought, you know, it would take some time and with Russell Wilson in the way and his salary, but I was wrong. Way to go, Mr. Payton. Yeah. Nice triple header, by the way. Vikings, Bengals, one o'clock Eastern, Steelers, Colts, uh, the 430 game, and then nighttime Broncos, Lions. Uh, not just not just only on uh, Sunday, but also now Saturday. You can make uh, the uh, loved ones in your, in your life really mad because you're going to spend all day twice uh, football. <laughs> no question about that all right hey guys that's uh all the time we have as always the time goes way too fast we appreciate everyone who came by the show uh, danny sheridan uh, eric kramer and of course you we will uh do it again same time this place next week here at the holidays uh for mike and brad i'm larry we'll see you enjoy the games the preceding program is a product of rise above productions and revision sound Join us next week for the latest edition of the Longhorn Guys Sports Spectacular.